Hey, this is Heidi. And this is Araceli. Join us on The Truth Box, where we discuss the connections between our physical life and spiritual realities. With a Christian standpoint, we take a sledgehammer to topics like mental health, the paranormal, the occult, and scripture that's relevant to our current headlines. Get ready for the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. So many people are focused on the events of the world, from COVID to the election to the division and violence. But what is being overlooked is the spiritual war that is raging around us. We're so focused on what is seen and heard that we're paying no attention to the war that is unseen and unheard. It's a war around us, within us. Right now we are in a supernatural battle. It's a fight between the flesh and spirit, light and darkness. It's a war between good and evil. But unless we're aware of it, unless we believe it, This battle will go unnoticed and can take us down. The battle begins in the mind, and that is where the mental health issue comes in. This is why we decided to do a three-part series on mental illness and the unseen war. The Apostle Paul says to put on the whole armor of God, and that is not a suggestion, it's a command. It's a commandment for our protection. But unless you know what you're fighting, you won't know how to combat it. And if you don't have the truth, you don't have a good battle plan, and you're not going to have victory over the war. God tells us our struggles are not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. He also says though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh, that the weapons of our warfare are not the flesh. So we have to overcome this battlefield of the mind in the spirit. It's time we start acknowledging this problem and understanding what it is, why it is, and how to avoid it and fight it. 1 Corinthians 16.13 says that we should be watchful and stand firm in the faith and be strong. But we cannot stand firm when we're knocked down. And we won't be strong if we think that there's no reason to get back up. We want to give you the tools to stand and the encouragement to get back up when you're knocked down. Mental illness is a spiritual battlefield that the enemy uses with all of us. You are not alone. The mind is key to our walk. This is a topic that should be addressed in a Christian church now more than ever. In the chaotic and dark times that we're in, we need to be aware and ready and confident and strong. So in this three-part series, we'll discuss many elements to this war. In the first episode, it'll be the introduction and general discussion on mental health, the medical facts, the world's take on mental illness, and we'll examine its relevance to where we're at in this day and time, and scripture that's pertinent to the topic. In the second episode, part two, we will aim to break the mental illness stigma, and we're going to get into the depth of the attack of the mind, science, signs, the symptoms, the supernatural, and scripture which supports that mental strength is an integral part of our spiritual walk. We'll explain uh, spiritual oppression and demonic influence, 
and we're going to go over specifics on putting on the whole armor of God in ways maybe you haven't ever considered before. And in the last episode, we're going to delve into the spiritual aspects of the supernatural attacks and mental illness and how they're hand in hand. What is seen and unheard, but is felt. We're also going to discuss the doorways which can engage these attacks. And we'll share how we can protect ourselves from the oppression and overcome when we or someone we care about is in the midst of a battle of the mind. So with all that said, hope you enjoy this first episode of The Truth Fox. Two sides to every door. Hey, I'm Heidi. And I'm Maticelli. You can follow us on Facebook at The Truth Box. And you can hear us on Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, as well as our affiliate, New Lantern Media. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. That is 1 Corinthians 2 and 13. We want to take our knowledge along with our experiences, and add on to what you may not or may already know regarding the connection between our physical life and the spiritual realities that we read about in the Bible. Miracle signs and wonders, demonic possession, spiritual warfare, these are things that we all experience every day. The supernatural is more natural than you realize, and it's a fact whether we believe it or not. And when it comes to mental health, often it's a spiritual attack. God's word says that your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's in 1 Peter 5, 8. So if he is a spirit, how do you think he attacks us spiritually? And if he gets in our head, that is our core of all of what we do. So we are going to be talking about spiritual warfare, um, but to do with mental health. So at the commencement of this new year, tonight is our first in a three-part series on mental health, the facts, the stigma, and spiritual ties. We'll begin into different types of mental illness, such as depression, bipolar, phobias, disorders, and things such as self-harm, suicide, anxiety, night terrors. We're going to discuss all aspects like facts, stats, experiences, science, medical, and of course, spiritual and biblical. While the Bible says much more about God and humans than angels and demons, they do exist. We need to know something about them. Besides knowing the lay of the spiritual land, we also need to know how to navigate through it with wisdom and power. All right, so 2020, one crappy year. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm pretty sure no one had a clue as to what was going to transpire last year from COVID, the shutdowns, the mandates, the panic, the overpacked hospitals, National Guard in our cities, to the economic collapse, civil arrest, um, unheard of violence, unprecedented weather, natural disasters. I think we all felt like the rug was pulled under us. It's pretty bad. Very. <laughs> how did how did it affect you? Now, did you have school or work? Um, I we closed down work about I want to say the beginning of March, and it was closed for about three, four-ish months, maybe something like that. And so it was a struggle. Everybody was home basically, and then ended up going back to work and it was all kind of fine. And then it got to our house and we all got it, except my sister was actually the only one who didn't get it. Wow. 
and my younger brother, everybody else had gotten it. At the same time, like around the same time? Or? Yep. It oh. was one right after the other. So it kind of worked out that we were all be able to just kind of do it together instead of it like two weeks there, two weeks there. Now that's family all... bonding. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely it was. Uh, so, which, yeah, between work, because my work shut down too. And then we go, Araceli and I go to the same church and yes. church shut down. That sucked. That like broke my heart. And then we had to quick do some online stuff with that helped me a little bit, but yeah, it's, and that's, that's part of this whole mental health thing is and people don't realize how much it affects us, yes. how life stops. I mean, we're so used to the same kind of thing and the chaos hasn't even really stopped right now. Um, you know, life as we know, it's been altered, but I started thinking about how consumed we've been probably trying to keep our head above water and being focused on the chaos that we probably overlooked the emotional and mental implications of what's been going on. Absolutely. So that's going to be the focal point of this three-part series, um, the mental health, mental illness, spiritual health. Now, mental illness is at an all-time high, and we want to bring some things to the surface and maybe bridge some gaps for people who don't know. One thing that I was thinking about was how we're all like lumped together. They're, they're, everybody's trying to like, you know, uh, say, you know, you're this race or you're this ethnic group or you're this religion or this city, this political party. And I feel like that that's stripping everybody's from their, from their individuality. Yes. And when you do that, it's like you're, they're taking your identity and it's almost like you don't matter or you even exist and you can get lost. You can get stuck between the cracks at that point especially people who maybe were already dealing with some kind of mental illness. It's just the cherry on top. We're soul and body, and we can no longer deny that both are being greatly affected by the things that are going on in this world. Our mental health problems, 1 Corinthians fifteen forty four states that it is sown a natural body, it has raised a spiritual body, and there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. So seeing as that we're all spiritual beings housed in physical bodies, we really can't talk about mental health without talking about spiritual health. They, they work together. So I did some stats. I'm a stats research. Do you research a lot? Depending on what it is. Like if yeah. you're into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like anything fun. Cause this was not fun to read about. I get into history things. <sighs> Next thing you know, I'm 45 minutes into like a YouTube video about really? something random. That's yes. cool. That's yes. really cool. I, I like history. I didn't like history when I was in high school, but I do now. That's the only thing I liked. <laughs> so uh, in 2020, the World Health Organization said that depression is a common mental disorder and it's the leading cause of disability in the world. And that sort of made me mad. There, it's common. And I don't think we should accept that. That's, I think that's part of the problem. Absolutely. I seen a commercial not too long ago that was talking about depression and saying that in like 10 years, everybody's going to be on pills. <laughs> Great. Which, so we got that looking forward to, right? <laughs> love to see how that's going to work out. Oh love. For, especially for the people that, what, can't afford it? Oh, yeah. Either it's like it's going to be difficult no matter what. Yeah. And who wants to live on pills their whole life? It. Uh, the World Health Organization also said 90% um, of people who die by suicide have experienced symptoms of a mental health condition. And which, you know, that's sort of an oxymoron because if, if you're, if someone is upset enough to attempt suicide, they're obviously not healthy. I mean, you don't 
that's not just something you do. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for people ages 10 to 34. That was shocking to read. Especially when you're in between the ages of 10 and 34. Yeah, you're like, what? What's going on with my people? Exactly. Uh, in 2019, one in five people experience mental illness. And the American College Committee on Adolescent Healthcare said that at least one in five youth ages 9 to 17, they currently have been diagnosed with a mental health disorder that causes some degree of impairment. That is so young. That's really young. I'm, I don't like I'm 22 and I feel like I'm still very young. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. still considered a baby to most people. Nine to 17. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. So another thing that I thought was really interesting was uh, this July, the CDC director, Robert Redfield, stated this. There has been another cost that we've seen, particularly in high schools. We're seeing, sadly, far greater suicides now than we are deaths from COVID. We're seeing far greater deaths from drug overdose. So to me, that is such a profound statement because he's basically saying, this is the CDC guy, and he's saying that there's more deaths with suicide. So why is everybody talking about And we're in the middle of a pandemic. Right. (laughs) Like, that's like a big, huge, crazy thing. So the fact that the suicide numbers are above that yeah is ridiculous so that's i mean and not trying to take anything away because i had covid so and i you know we know someone who's passed and same but i just i think that there's far other things that we need to address i mean covid let fauci take care of it let them (laughs) deal with that but we need to deal with the the humanity part the ramifications of COVID. the only issue going on definitely not um, you know, like we had mentioned earlier, a lot of stuff's been taken from people, their jobs, their schools, social encounters, environments, faith-based meetings. I know when our church closed, I was freaking out. I, that for me was a struggle because before that I was literally at church. I want to say we have, well, we have Wednesday services and Sunday services. I was taking my sister to Bible quizzing. So that was another day. And then if we were doing like youth stuff or something, that was, you know, and I was at church, you know, basically <laughs> half the week. Yeah. And so when that was taken away, plus my job closed down. Yeah. I was bored out of my mind. Like, and what are you doing? like all of a sudden I just couldn't see anybody. You can only watch so much Netflix. Exactly. Like, I swear. I think I watched every single thing on Netflix. That was appropriate. <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard. And you know, when you start taking stuff away from people, what they're used to their whole life, you start taking their life away. So what are they supposed to do? You can't go out. You can't do this. Well, I guess you go buy a lot of toilet paper. Apparently, apparently we so. had to change our toilet paper because <laughs> the one that we usually got was always sold out. Really? So we had to switch our toilet paper. So did you upgrade or did you downgrade? I don't know. Oh. I felt I didn't like the new toilet paper, but oh. everybody else in the house did. Oh. So. so you know, when you when you take away people's hope, you are going to take away everything, and yeah. that is a a a mental place that you need to be at. Is if you don't feel you have something to look forward to, goals and hope why live that's how people feel especially if you're someone who's afraid of change like me the little the slightest bit of change for me 
and I'm freaking out. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Oh my goodness. Like this used to be this, that used to be that. Like somebody help me. Yeah. I don't (laughs) like change either. I used to not anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm a traditional, like everything the same and I need a routine. Yeah. Yeah. My happy place is my, my routine. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't, I don't like it either. And you know, and another thing, I mean, I understand that people need masks, you know, to stay safe or whatever, but to me that I guess psychologically that's, binding like you're covering up who i am my identity i can't i feel like i can't speak or i don't know it's a psychological thing i don't think i i have that same struggle i mean obviously i'm gonna wear them because they're required right you know um sometimes i need to go to the grocery store so i'm gonna wear a mask right. store, <laughs> you know but like yeah they're not they're not fun and i i notice that like wearing the mask i tend to like like if I'm feeling like I can't breathe yeah. then I'm getting anxious mm-hmm. so then I'm like riling myself up from this mask right and so that's a struggle for me plus it makes me break out and I don't like that <laughs> <laughs> what was it well, there was one time I was at Walmart and I was in line checking out and there was this this a guy who was probably in his 60s and he was, he took his cart ahead of me to, you know, I had the little coolers in yeah. front and he was grabbing some, there was cans of soda and he was putting cans of soda in his, in his basket. And, um, in another line ahead of me was an elderly man, probably, I would say probably late seventies, early eighties. He was wearing a mask. Well, I wasn't paying attention to what was going on, but apparently he did not like that this other guy was not wearing a mask. And this was before the mandate. Aww. So he, all of a sudden I hear them start yelling at each other and they start arguing. And he was, and the guy was like, I'm just getting sodas. I'm, I'm fine. I'm just going to be real quick. And the the elderly man with the mask was started cussing at him, took a can of SpaghettiOs, whipped it at him and just passed me. Like it could have knocked me in the head. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Are these guys going to just like bust out and fight over this? And that is just a just a, a hint of what people the anger, the anxiousness, the fear. Yes. That's what they're going through. So I stopped going to grocery stores. I started doing that click list where they you call you do it ahead and line. I like that. Me too. They <laughs> just put it in your trunk nice and easy. But I didn't want to deal with people because yeah. they were so oppressed and angry and it's like, oh my I couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. So and that's just part of you know what we're talking about, mental health, anger, sadness, fear. Um, but when we start being honest about our fears and our anger and our sadness, rather than pretend that they don't exist, we actually can start to let go of the burdens that they carry and allow these answers and hope to fill in. And depression has become a, a common label, which we should not accept. Medical experts say it's a disease which has symptoms like cancer and diabetes, but depression simply is the effect of something else. So whether it's medical, a chemical imbalance, or something like a trauma or a loss of a loved one, a miscarriage, or just natural transitions that maybe, you know, if there's a break in the elements of your very core of who you are, that is going to affect you. You are not your mental illness. Yes. It's a label. It is. That's it. And it's, people love labels. They just want to label it. Yep. And you're this, you're this, you're this. And that does, it takes away the identity. Mm-hmm. And people just give in because they don't know what else to do. And now with them taking away everything... What it makes things with. harder. It does. So your journey in this life is more than a disease. If you're suffering from depression or a mental health disorder, like bipolar, you don't have to accept that. This is not as good as it gets. 
no matter where uh, what you're going through, remember that there are two sides to every door. You, the problem is before you, and, and you can pick what side of the door you're on. Mm -hmm. So I really like that. There's two sides to every door. And depression can be the door to a very spiritual path. And I know in my life, mine was, I, I was, as a young kid, I was diagnosed with bipolar and anxiety, depression. And I was going through a lot of things, things from my family to things that were going on in high school. And my mom got me into a doctor and they just want to slap medication on me. And, and like you had said earlier, if you don't feel people understand what you're going through, you're not going to be comfortable opening up to them. Oh, you know, and yeah. so I didn't, I just told them what they, you know, yeah, I'm taking the pills. You tell them what they want to hear. And then people go through their whole life like that. And I hate to say it, but a lot of the times they're just, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some therapists out there and, you know, everything that really do help people. Yes. But sometimes there's those few that they're just checking off boxes yeah. on a list. They're just reading with the book in front of them, telling that to you. And then, okay, bye. That's it. Yeah. Like they're not trying to actually relate to you or go deeper. Right. With trying to find the issue. It's like, okay, there, yeah, check, check. You're this, you're that. Okay, so then do this. Like those quizzes in a magazine where you pick oh, yes. yes or no, and then it gives you three <laughs> options. Yep. On what, that's that's how it is sometimes. You're right. And I know in our city, because I, I know a couple of people who have, have looking for doctors for mental health. Mm -hmm. And there is a shortage of doctors in our city. So these people are not getting quality help. And, and I, I see the problem. It's another, again, another catch 22 is you have so many people right now who are suffering from, from a lot of things, anxiety and, and stuff. And there's just not enough doctors or enough time. And they have been taking in less educated degrees and doctors just to get somebody something. Mm -hmm. And I get that, but that's not the help they need. And I think you know, part of the whole mental health journey is, is a spiritual health journey. It's, it's, they work hand in hand. Yes, absolutely. So if you can combat what you're going through with all different levels, spiritually, mentally, um, we talked about different things that we can do like music and stuff like that. I loved, I just, I love listening to music. I have a playlist and it's, it's actually called my Jesus playlist. Ah, there you go. And, um, I, I'll drive just random wherever I live uh, near the beach. So sometimes it's just a drive down by the water and I'm listening to blasting the music. It feels, makes you feel good. Yes. And I always, you know, I have like a few songs. There's only maybe like 10, 15 songs on this playlist. And I listen to the same ones over and over again. And they're always like upbeat, like, if we listen to them at church, we about to have a blowout. Yeah. Type. Like they're <laughs> yeah. really good uh, songs to listen to, or um, I listen to podcasts sometimes. Um, I know there's a few uh, other podcasts out there that uh, like Christian based ones. I love listening to those hearing people's testimonies. Yeah. Um, because that's not a thing when I, yep. I like listening to people that relate to my story. Yeah. And so it's nice to know you're not alone. Yeah. And so music yeah. and prayer and uh, podcast. <laughs> there you go. Um, for me, it's music too. I love to blast music and go on drives and I sing and I am a horrible singer, 
But that doesn't matter because it just says about me getting it out. I always say if God did not want me to sing, then he would not have given me a voice at all. <laughs> there you go. So, He's got I'm... anointed ears, so you sound great to him. That's <laughs> exactly. all that matters. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love to listen to music and blast. Sometimes I'll um, if I need to decompress, I like to just sit in a tub and listen to like classical music. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I just need to laugh, so I'll throw on some stupid sitcom. So there's different techniques, and if we're aware of what we're going through, our problems or what we're feeling, and find the things that help us through that, and it can be all different things at different times. Oh yeah. Um, but spiritual health does go hand in hand with mental health and physical health. Absolutely. So if you can, when you're going through something, if you can attack all of those on different levels, I think that that's what helps. So instead of, you know, just medication or just a therapist or, but just do a little bit of everything and, and let it sort of attack itself. Yes. This Bible app that I have has devotionals that also help me a lot too. Yeah. Um, and they're, pretty specific on like the categories that they have. Like if I'm feeling anxious, I can go to anxiety and it's giving me, you know, 40, 50 different uh, devotionals. Sometimes they're like three days, sometimes they're 30 days, but those always help me too, especially cause like I'm doing it every day. I'll take notes and I'll, ref I'll go back and reflect on these notes. And a lot of the times, you know, Jesus, when the pastor says, uh, when he reads our mail, mm -hmm. if I'm doing a devotional that week, usually that Sunday or Wednesday, every scripture that I've written down, pastor's repeating. That's and cool. So that's really cool. I love those as well. Yeah. That's neat. See, I love when that happens because that's Jesus' way of saying, hey, I'm here. I hear you. I got you. Know? you. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. We can put your... Um, devotional on our Facebook page, the app. Mm -hmm. And then I will put mine as well. And mine's about sometimes anywhere from six to 10 minutes. Um, it's, they take different uh, pastors, different speakers and on a particular topic. And then they sort of do a montage. Mm -hmm. And it's so inspirational to me, whether it's overcoming or um, listening to God or getting the victory and just, and sometimes they're very personal too about depression mm -hmm. and things like that. And just hearing something maybe that you haven't heard before or in a different way yes. that can just be encouraging to you. Absolutely. So we can't discount that depression and, and mental health can be a physical issue such as a chemical imbalance or an emotional strain such as trauma, but being spiritual beings first housed in physical bodies we should definitely look at the power that's in control of all things, which is God. Um, so let's look at what the Bible says about our spiritual being. Uh, Romans 8, 6 tells us, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. A lot of times when people read that scripture, they're saying, Oh, you know, if you don't live for God, you're going to go to hell. And that's not necessarily what that's saying. It's saying that if we are think more about the spiritual aspect of things that's where we're getting our victory from paul says in second corinthians 10 34 for though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds so right here it says it's it's not about the flesh it's spiritual uh, ephesians 6 12 explains for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
So if we don't give in to our fears and sadness, but fight them and tear down those strongholds, we can get the victory, a physical victory, as well as an emotional victory. And it's not easy. And you're going to get resistance because when we're down, we know the enemy likes to kick us. Yes. He wants to keep us there. It's all about getting back up. Yeah, absolutely. As long as you get back up, you could fall down a million times. Jesus is going to still pick you back up. You know, don't. Once you stop trying, that's when you fail. A quote that I, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes by um, Bruce Wayne's dad, Batman. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> is he goes, it's why do we fall? So we can learn to pick ourselves up. That's and true. And that's perfect for this. I have a really bad knee though. So I need a chair. <laughs> so me too. <laughs> my age says 22, but my knees say 82. <laughs> I like that quote though. That's true. How else do you get through things by our learning stuff? You have to go through things. That's how you learn. You can take that, what you've learned and turn it into an experience to help other people. Testimony. Yeah. God says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthen us. Amen. Uh, many people who don't even know that verse, but hopefully people do, um, they don't know how to do that. So the first thing you have to do is you have to recognize that there's a problem and there's such a stigma about mental health. People don't like to talk about it. Um, and it's just, I don't know if we're, to be honest, I don't know if people will ever get past mental health. I mean, and I think we're, we've got leaps and bounds past, you know, where we used to be, mm -hmm. but now it's become sort of, they just brush it under the rug or it's a common disease. It's okay. But people still do look at you different. If you have a, you know, they don't want to talk about it. And, um, and even in the churches, you don't hear it preached a lot and it has a lot to do with spiritual warfare, spiritual oppression. So it should be addressed. And I feel like I've only recently started seeing it in like certain shows and movies as well. Yeah. Like they don't want to talk about it there either. And it's like, well, it's there. Right. We Let's, need to talk about it. Exactly. What are we going to do with before us? So, um, so you have to be willing to fight your way out of it. That's the second thing you have to do. So you have to decide. And once you decide and you, you commit to fighting it, that's, that's already the first step of, of getting through it. So maybe if more people understood what it is that they're going through or even why, and that they're not alone in experiencing it, uh, they'd be more apt to not accept it and fight it. And then the third thing is you have to know how to fight it. And we we just talked about some techniques that we do. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody has their things. And but I mean, who doesn't like laughter? You know, who doesn't like music and do whatever makes you happy. So think about think about the certain things that you like to do or, you know, that that is one way. And then, oh, in Proverbs 12, 25, it mentions depression directly. Um, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. So God's word is, is going to help you through. It and really if he is. can talk about it in the Bible, then we can talk about it not in the Bible. Right, exactly, exactly. And then um, when I was researching about uh, mental health and depression and stuff, Matthew 11, 28 through 30 gives us direction. And I use the amplified ver version of this because to me, I don't know. It's just really powerful the way it's presented. Uh, Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace. And I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, following me as my disciple. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, renewal, blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and my burden is light. 
So yolk, and eggs. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I hate that word yolk. What does it mean? Why is it in there? Why did you just talk about eggs? Um, but yolk actually means burden. And um, it actually, a yolk was a harness used by an oxen and other animals to ease the work of hauling a load. So when Jesus talks about take his yoke, he's saying that what he has for us and that what we may consider a burden is far less than what the world has to offer. Oh, yeah. Um, I know recently I was going through something really, really heavy and I was getting exhausted of fighting it. And I've, I know sometimes you get frustrated, you know, you be honest, you, I don't get mad at God because he's, he's always right. So I'm always wrong, <laughs> but I'm just like, I don't understand why I have to say, like, when is this going to end? And he actually spoke to me and he told me, you can't, you're in the Valley because you can't see what's over that mountain. And right now what's over that mountain is far worse than where you're at. And I'm keeping you here to protect you. Mm-hmm. And when it's the right time, I'm going to climb that mountain and I'll be over it and it'll be, the path will be clear for me. Yeah. And I think that's with all of us, you know, there's, God's always got a plan and purpose for us. And sometimes others actions, uh, sometimes our own actions um, lead us into some pretty crummy places and it's just life. It's circumstance. And, but God works with what we have. Like you are where you are right now, because that's where you need to be right now. Yeah. And that's all you need to worry about. Exactly. And you got to put the rest in God's hands. Yeah. Oh, that's, see, hey, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, so when you choose to live for God, things will become easier. And that, I love that verse. One of my favorite scriptures is, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And for me, that's very true. I've Sometimes you feel like, oh, I don't want to have to give this up. I don't have to do this. I don't want to have to do that. I don't have time. And and, but if you redirect your focus, it just becomes so much easier. It's a mm-hmm. muscle, like exercise or diet kind of thing. Yeah. Even uh, pastors said this multiple times in his preaching that once you give your life to God, is it going to be absolutely perfect? No, no. But it's going to be so much easier because you have someone to lean on. And yeah. it's you're then you're really you're not alone yeah. because God is there with you all of the time. And it is far more rewarding Mm -hmm. living for God, Um, finding that spiritual focus. Uh, We all have a purpose. I know I I love to write and and mental health has been a passion of mine just because of the things that I went through in my past and what I've learned and overcome. And and I have such a deeper understanding of it. And I want to help people. Mm -hmm. You know, we may not understand what every single person goes through because whatever got them there is why they're, you know, struggling. But just like you said, to know someone cares, to know someone does get it and is willing to help and walk through this with you, you know, and if, if we can, even through the podcast, tell people that you're not alone and, and there's so many scriptures that can see you through, I mean, that, that gives hope, Yeah, you know, uh, there were plenty of people in the Bible who experienced depression and anxiety, like Moses, David, Elijah, Job, Jonah. So we'll get into some of those stories and, and examples uh, at our next episode, but just through that, you know that we can overcome what we're going through and you can come out of it with the spiritual growth and be able to help others because you can understand. Know that God encourages us to call upon him in the day of trouble. I will deliver you in Psalms fifty fifteen. So that's pretty cool. This quote by Mr. Rogers. Love him. Mr. Rogers neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know. I watched it as a kid because I was told to. 
it like came on after Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. Never got into it. I don't know. I loved it, and I remember for the longest time I could never take my shoes off the normal way. I always had to, <laughs> to do, it that do way. what he did. I'd come. I didn't even wear a jacket in the house, but I'd put one on because he was doing it, and he looks cool. He did. It was like the whole sweater thing. He was so comfortable in his socks. Yes. <laughs> I always wanted the little train in my living room. He had that train or something that took oh, to the other yes. land or. I remember that. I just, I don't know, but he, in general, he was a really, he was a Christian and he was a really neat guy. He had a great uh, outlook on stuff. And there was this quote that he had. Uh, it says, anything that is human is mentionable and anything that is mentionable can be more manageable. And when we can talk about our feelings, they become less overwhelming, less upsetting and less scary. And that is true. When you vent, it's just, you feel it. But I, I like that quote because he says that um, if it's human, it's mentionable, and anything that's mentionable can be more manageable. Mm-hmm. So we can manage things. We just, when we hold it in, it feels like you're alone. It, it feels like no one understands, and that it's never going to be out in the open to deal with. How do you how do you deal with something that you're you're not recognizing, mm-hmm. right? And I always tell, like the younger girls that come up to me, I always say. I may not be able to give you the best advice or I may not, you know, we may be going through something completely different, but I am always here to listen. I will just listen. You want to talk to me for three hours and I will be quiet for three hours <laughs> that's right. and listen to you so that you can get it out. Yeah. Because sometimes that's all you got. Sometimes even when I'm talking to my friends, like, I don't want to hear, I don't want, don't say anything. <laughs> I just want you to listen so that I can get this out. Yeah. So that I'm not holding it in and then I'm going to blow up. I don't want that. There you go. So I'm always just like, just I'll listen. I'm always here to listen. And I know everybody does have someone like that in their life. And let's say you've got that, you know, the handful of people that who don't or, you know, or don't feel they have anybody to go to. That's where you can, you know, you can reach out to like us, mm-hmm. uh, you know, email or um, there's, you know, there's different. Um, and I can put some links and phone numbers on our Facebook page. Yes. Um, and you're also going to be doing an Instagram soon. Yes. Yes. So we can put those resources out because, you know, there's experts who, who know about this and there's, and they care, you know, there are a lot of people that care about this stuff and it's not about just taking a pill and accepting this is the way it is and give into it. You have to decide I want more. And, And there is a purpose. If you can, if you can take that problem and turn it into something solid that's more of a victory than, you know, you can even imagine. Small victory is a victory. That's right. Psalms 34, 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. That's such a, I just want to cry every time I hear that. I'm like, oh, there's so many times I've cried to Jesus and I just, I feel like comforted because mm-hmm. I know he's there. But the the one point I do want to get across and we are going to get um, at the next couple of episodes of the series is that there is a spiritual oppression. There are common denominators to this and there are different types of, of mental health um, issues and there's different types of spiritual oppressive issues. Mm-hmm. And so we're sort of going to bridge those together in the next couple episodes and give people some more resources, some more ideas and just a lot of food for thought. Yeah. I guess in closing, we just pray that hearts are strengthened and that we are all reminded to encourage one another and not knock each other down or turn away. And just know that Jesus can guard our spirits from depression and he will give us the strength to rise up each day and fight against the struggles 
which weigh us down. And don't forget to listen to us next week when we will continue this discussion where we'll dig deeper in the attack of the mind through science confirming the supernatural, signs and symptoms of disorders, and scriptures which will confirm the battle of the mind and ways to overcome it all. Thank you.